Suncast is brought to you by SunGrow, providing clean power for all. Suncast is also brought to you by Trina Solar. Hey there, Solar Warriors. I'm Nico Johnson, and this is Suncast. Each week, I pull back the veil on the life and business insights of clean tech entrepreneurs building the most noble and impactful companies of our time. I hope what you learn from this conversation is a catalyst for your own growth. So thanks for tuning in and welcome to our tribe. Hey, yo, welcome back, Solar Warriors. This is another Tactical Tuesday. Conversations with subject matter experts designed to give you the practical tools, tips, and advice to build your solar business and career and grow here with Suncast. We like to bring folks in who maybe you haven't heard of before and allow you to glean from their professional expertise and just add it right into your backpack, pull it out as you see fit. As I'm sure you are aware, this month is February and in February we celebrate Black History Month. And as such, I wanted to take a moment to maybe look at both thematically, but also personally, the way that we interact as humans in the industry, the way that we interact as friends and entrepreneurs. And it was illuminated to me through a LinkedIn post the beginning of the month by a friend of mine, Derek Leela, who is today's guest. You're going to learn more about Derek and his platform, PV Buzz. You're also going to learn about his thoughts on Black History Month in light of the last 18, 24 months of awakening in North America in particular. And I would encourage you to to listen with heartfelt sincerity and, and listen to the authentic discussion between Derek and I as we explore the mental health side of not just Black History Month, but being black as an entrepreneur, uh, as a human, as a person in the, the solar industry in, indeed, and open yourself to the possibilities of how this could allow you to grow as a person and as an entrepreneur, as someone in the solar industry who, like us, wishes to see more equity and diversity in in our space. So let's get down to business and tune up your skills, Solar Warrior. This is another practical, tactical conversation here on Suncast. Well, many of you are already fans of, aficionados of, and readers of pvbuzz.com. And if you're not, I would encourage you to go check it out. It's a curated and original content platform focused on the North America solar industry. And the founder of PV Buzz is today's guest and my friend, Mr. Derek Leela. Welcome to the show, Derek. Thanks for having me, Nico. Well, man, you've been plugging away for the last seven years. It's a little bit longer than we've been doing Suncast, but we've mentioned in private and I think in at least one recording how we have been sort of going along in parallel tracks, watching each other grow. And it's just been such a pleasure to watch your audience and indeed your influence grow. It's often a lonely endeavor Nobody knows that better than those of us who spend our time behind a microphone talking to people we might never meet. <laughs> but you and I do collaborate and commiserate on the subject of entrepreneurship and growth. And uh, as we got into the day three, day four of Black History Month, I noticed that you had made a post on LinkedIn. With your permission, can I read some of that post to the audience? Yeah, sure, please. Okay. So I'm going to read from a post that we've linked to in the show notes, and I'd encourage you to go check out the entirety of it and the the very beautiful comments from some of Derek's followers. Uh, But this was posted on February 2nd. It's Black History Month. I know everyone is saying something about it, but I don't think you've heard this one. During February each year, we celebrate Black 
awesomeness. I particularly loved that you put that line in there. (laughs) (laughs) For real, though, it's month-long celebration of, quote, the rich cultural heritage, triumphs of black people, and recognizing adversities they face every single day. But did you know, I'm adding this a little bit, that this month's theme is about wellness. And we'll talk about a little bit in depth the idea that there's a theme, which I didn't know about. Okay, continuing. I choose to focus on the mental part of wellness, i.e. mental health and wellness. And some say, quote, black don't crack. But I don't think they're referring to the mind. We often overlook or ignore mental issues as a black community. Let's try to change that. I encourage you to do your part. Reach out to a black brother or sister in your company or network. I love this next line. And you don't have to be black to do this. Call, send an email, text with a message. Hey, how you doing? You just might make their day. Happy Black History Month. Derek, first of all, thank you for that. As I said in my comments, it it felt like uh, permission around a, a confusion generally felt by many of us, as I said, like cisgender white men in particular, who just don't know necessarily where the lines are drawn of what we can talk about and what we can say. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me start. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Um, and, and thanks for asking. Um, that's, that's just, uh, a part of it. Like, you know, there's, there's, you know, you notice I said, I'm good, you know, there's the, I'm good. And then, but then there's usually people like, Hey, how are you doing? Um, you know, you meet somebody, well, you can meet people nowadays at a water cooler and stuff like that because of the pandemic and all that. But normally when you meet people when a water cooler and be like, Hey, how are you? And then there's this surface chat, you know, that people, you know, um, exchange at a water cooler and then like, hey, how are you? I'm fine. And then, and then, you know, you go about your business. But what I encourage people to do is like ask again the second time, but, you know, with a deeper voice and with uh, like maintaining eye contact and, you know, you know, allowing that person to, to disarm themselves a little bit, you know, and, and, and open up and actually, you know, let them know and believe that you're listening and that you actually really care. And you'd be surprised that people would actually tell you how they really are doing and what is really going on, especially today. I didn't know that Black History Month and perhaps other months uh, that I'm unaware of are themed. So this year is, uh, and I'm looking from the very first result that came up when I searched Black History Month theme. Thank you, the Department of Corrections, Washington State. Uh, This year's theme is Black Health and Wellness. What does that mean for you when you think about, I'm going to say within the the confines of uh, Black Health and Wellness, as well as being a Black man, an entrepreneur in the solar industry, I'd love for you to just kind of tie those elements together for me and help help me think about, you know, my friends, I'll just name like a couple that are, are, are in my sphere of influence lately, Miles Braxton and Gilbert. Like, what does it mean for how I might engage with them or how I might try to think empathetically about about what you are experiencing or just how I could show up in that way. I think that's what you were trying to encourage. And I wanted to, I just want to give an opportunity here for us to have a dialogue about it. Yeah. So the wellness I was mainly focused on is the wellness of the mind. Yeah. Because when we're talking about the wellness in the black community, we can go all in about, you know, every other aspect of wellness, um, health and yada, yada, yada. But let's just focus a little bit on, you know, wellness of the mind, uh, especially as it relates to the work environment. Many people, you know, don't appreciate or understand this magnitude of the effects of, you know, um, bias at a workplace on and how that affects the black man's mind. Well, when I say man, I shouldn't say the, the, the black community uh, in general, be it how people see you, how people think, how people have this preconceived notion of who you are before you even say hi. Right. They already have this painting of whom this person is, and you have to try to 
this, you know, to, to overcome that, you know, it's like two people walking into an office, you know, and, and one of them um, has a disadvantage and the other one is, has an advantage and you have to overcome that disadvantage to be at the same level with the person that has the advan advantage before you start competing. So um, there's a mental toll that goes on that, the double work, the added work you have to do and the rejection. You know, people, even being at a workplace, you have to prove yourself twice as much um, to, to have your opinion heard. You have to be careful to, because if you, you give your opinion too quickly, too fast, too loudly, right? It's, it's, it reflects on you and it paints a picture, you know, like there's, there's this notion, there's no one black man, like anything a black man does, you know, just paints the entire community. That's this black people, like, like if you you're you're trying to speak somewhere, you have to speak low, you know, your voice low so and calm. Speaking for the you know. community, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is not just a black thing. This is like every other minority, you know, either being, um, you know, like Latino and whatever, you know, everything they do, you know, you know, everybody just thinks, oh, that's the entire community, you know. Um, but you know, uh, coming back to the issue of the of, of a workplace is, you know, progressively over the years, like somebody who's been in a corporate. Um, world myself is I've seen things that have happened to me that haven't happened to my colleagues, you know, and there are things that historically in some companies that have been happening. And sometimes I question and I think, oh, you know, this is maybe a, something that happens in a company. But then I started to realize, oh, no, that the new hire just came in. And then, oh, this is happening. Oh, OK. The guy got an office. Oh, OK. The guy's gone. All right. This is good. The guy got a pay increase. All right. You know, and you're still toiling. Right. So those things happen. And, you know, let's forget about the social impacts of that. Let's just think of, you know, how that affects you each time the drive home, you know, the, the, the process. And sometimes, you know, your colleagues are at the office with you and, you know, some of them truthfully don't know. Right. Because um, not every uh, um, white person or every other person of that's not a black person is an enemy or a bad person or a racist. No, people are busy. You know, just people have things to take care of. They have their own problems, right? Uh, just because, yes, you're a black guy with mental issues doesn't mean these other people don't have their own mental issues, their own problems. They have their own things to take care of. But I'm just trying to say here is that as a community, sometimes, you know, um, yes, you have your problem. No one is, in this world doesn't have problems. But what I'm just trying to address is, as a black man, this is how my own solution well, part of the solution or part of how to start to solve that problem or start address that problem is just ask questions, just make a conversation. Um, hey, you might end up, you know, making a friend. You might end up, you know, striking a conversation that might help somebody's life. People are not talking about the black suicides that are happening, you know, because of, of mental issues. Right. Um, it's happening. It's not just happening in North America. It's starting to happen even in West Africa and other parts of the world. Right. It's crazy that this is happening. And when I was mentioning, you know, black don't crack is, you know, people look at the black, you know, community as, you know, they don't really think, and this is this is a very crude example, but I was just going to bring it here because I, when I heard about it, I was also shocked of how, you know, when a pregnant black women go to the hospital, they are not given the same level of care as pregnant white women because they think the pregnant black women can withstand more pain. They're not giving epidurals and all those things. You know, because, yeah, so there's actually studies, if you guys can look it up. You know, I was actually shocked when I heard that. And it's true because, you know, us as a black, I mean, they just think you guys are stronger and better, right? But they don't think, you know, we are all physiologically the same. We're built the same, right? We just happen to be darker 
complexion. But when it comes to matters of the mind, the way we are treated at work, the way we are uh, looked at, the way we are ex- expected to perform is different. And that really has a toll on, on us and the way we are afraid at every moment of, 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 of the, the, the hammer coming down on us and stuff like that. So the idea is just inviting, you know, everyone, you know, the idea of having that post that I did was, I was just thinking about it because I was looking on social media and like I do every morning when I'm trying to look for information, for content to add to my, to my website, I was just looking around and everybody's talking about this, oh yeah, slavery, this and that, you know, the usual headshots. And then all of a sudden I was like, okay, nobody's talking about the theme, the main theme of the entire month. Like, it's about wellness. Now with the, with the corona, you know, you know, who knows how many, I, I think studies will have to be done about how this impacted the black community specifically and how, you know, it has happened. You know, people, again, you lose your job, it affects families, families that in the black communities are usually already fractured, you know, and then all these things are happening. So I just said, you know what, let's, let's talk about it. You know, just encourage people to, to hey, you know, say hi. It, it doesn't cost you anything. It's interesting. You asked me, you know, what's the etiquette? You know, you didn't know, like, no, that like um, many people just think, hey, you know what? It's not my, it's not my problem. Uh, you know, yes, it's true. To some point, to some extent, it's not your problem. It's not your, you have your own problems, but hey, I'm officially starting the conversation that, hey, reach out and say hi. Uh, and start with me, you know, look me up on LinkedIn and say hi. And I think that it's one of the it's one of those areas where, as I mentioned in the beginning, we too often feel on the one hand, like we don't know what to say. We're not sure what's kosher. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, because of, you know, simple examples in the United States, we have this thing called Title IX, which is not necessarily related to specifically to prejudice in hiring or prejudice in sports, but it created a, a sort of stigma around requiring equal footing for uh, for female sports, for male sports to be allowed, right? And so all of a sudden, I, coming from a you know, white male background, hear the murmurings of fellow, like I'll, I'll say white executives or elites with this this thought of you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Because if you do favor, for example, the the black CFO that you hired and they get they start getting the tr- same treatment as the white folks, there's this guilt complex of like, oh, well, it's going to look like I'm just like giving the black guy the... The, the the favored treatment so that we have the perception of equity. And my response to that always is, well, if you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't, like you better just, maybe you just should do and not care what other people think. Just do. And if it means that you actually do give favor to the black man for once in his life, like you could be the first and you could start that branch of equity that feels perhaps unfavorably balanced towards the black community. What a what a concept. Well, this is how I look at it. This is how I look at it. I'm like, you know, if, if you are ever caught in that type of, uh, I don't know if that's what you call a double entendre. Or Dichotomy. Catch 22, I don't know. Yeah, if you're ever caught in that type of situation, ask yourself, what is the right thing to do? That's what you ask yourself. I mean, thinking about what that does for your company and if that's a good business move and all that, well, that's a different story. But the question is, you know, what is the right thing to do at that moment if you're thinking, damn, if I do, damn, if I don't? Is that person the right fit for that role or for that position at that time? That's what you ask yourself. And if that's the case, yes, move forward. When you look at it, um, like how many black companies are out there, black CEOs that are very, very successful? I know of a few that I really like. And you mean generally um, or in the solar industry? 
No, in the solar industry, um, I'm just going to, you know, my, my quarter. My, <laughs> that's where I, my domain that I understand. CEOs, um, I can name Gilbert Campbell. He's kind of become the token and I'm not afraid to, I often call him the token and he's doing an amazing job carrying the banner. You know, you've got uh, Rob, I can't remember his last name at Power52, who's not a CEO, but he's a co-founder of Power52 mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. Ray Lewis. And off the top of my head, I can't name two more. Yeah. Yeah, let's uh, let's go with the the founder of Aurora. I don't know if he's the CEO though. Oh yeah, you're right, Sam Adeyemo. Yeah. Hey, you know it's becoming commonplace to hear that energy storage is the key to deploying renewables at scale. But if you've tried to put storage on a commercial solar project ever, then you realize it's easier said than done. Until now, look, I've seen many energy storage solutions for commercial buildings as a solar project developer in my 15 years in the industry, but Yada Energy's storage product just scratches that developer itch of fit, function, and ease to install. Yada's PV-coupled ecosystem of solar plus storage solutions integrates seamlessly right behind the solar panel. In fact, it elegantly replaces the need for a ballast as it nests right into the racking on a flat roof install. Even better, Yada's integrated storage technology can enable up to 60% more solar to be employed on commercial buildings. With commercial buildings consuming 35% of electricity, that means that Yada is finally helping business owners and solar installers alike make a serious dent in the commercial sector's massive carbon emissions. Yada Energy is poised to meet the growing demands of electrification by maximizing solar plus storage without taking up additional valuable commercial real estate for your customers. To find out how Yada Energy can bring storage to your CNI rooftop project, visit mysuncast.com forward slash Yada. That's Y-O-T-T-A. Yada Energy, an elegant and revolutionary approach to solar plus storage. Are you in the Massachusetts solar market? Well, if you are, I have an exclusive partnership opportunity I'd like to talk with you about related to the Massachusetts Smart Energy Program. Please feel free to email me, nico at mysuncast.com, if the following applies. We're looking for folks with system sizes between 5 kilowatts and 500 kilowatts in the Eversource and National Grid service areas. We can help convert disqualified leads and turn them into revenue. We're looking for turnkey EPC services and success fees can be paid at agreed upon milestones. We'll help you convert unqualified solar leads and turn them into revenue. No credit or utility bill required, and we can work on all kinds of different properties. Small commercial, rental property, places of worship, schools, multifamily, condos, strip malls. Yeah, all of those places that you have heretofore been unable to put solar because they're unqualified or even residential leads that have DQ'd. Maybe you're a lead gen provider or know someone. All these types of projects we'd love to help you with. And we can give you more information if you want to reach out to me at nico at mysuncast.com and mention Massachusetts Smart Energy Program in the subject line. But if you go beyond even, I was even shocked when I heard this the other day, Calendly. Is it Calendly? Yeah, Calendly, Calendly? the calendar app. Yeah, the CEO, I think founder and CEO is a black guy. So I was like, what? Right? I didn't know that. Right. And many of us in the solar industry is like schedule an appointment, schedule an appointment. What are you using? It's a Calendly. Right. Uh, Like so those are successful CEOs. But sometimes we think, oh, uh, if you're giving like today, I mean, black is now mainstream where when they see somebody, oh, this uh, black woman is a VP of this. This black man is a CEO of this. People think those are all diversity hires. 
you know, most people don't think that, you know, those roles are deserved and people, you know. And that's what I was pointing know. to earlier, right? And that's the same, we had this, we've had the same issue with female hires generally for the last 30 yeah. years. Yeah. People would think, oh, it's a diversity hire. No, it's like, you know, sometimes these people are very good people and it happened to be at that moment that we needed to promote this person to, but it helps. It helps that now it's cool to have a black CEO, it's cool. It makes your company cool. It makes your company male, mainstream. It's cool to have a, a VP of diversity, yada, yada, yada. It's good. These are all good stuff. Um, now, does it, um, naysayers or the 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 anti, you know, whatever would say, oh, yes, you're doing it because you want to get to point. So what, right? Like, so what? Ask yourself, is it the right thing to do? If the answer is yes, they don't care. Oh, here's an interesting corollary. How many of you are asking your clients buying solar if they're greenwashing, right? Like our, our minds immediately just jump to like the so what? Like if they're greenwashing, I'll sell them more solar. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. Let them buy more solar. It helps the movement. It helps the industry. Right. So it, 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 that's the like right now, you know, companies are signing corporate PPAs left and right um, and all that. Oh, because ESG this, ESG that. So what? Right. This is it. This is why we're supposed to be doing it, because there is a, you know, climate changes, you know, and when even if it boils to it comes down to it, you know, it comes back again, bring it brownie back to to mental illness is like even when talking about climate change. I think there was just a report I was reading. Uh, I, I forgot this link. Um, I think it was one of these. Uh, was it the Washington Post or something? But anyways, they were just talking about how climate change would negatively impact black communities the most. Right. Um, like even if you come down to it, you look at it and the black communities are the ones consuming solar the least. Right. Uh, be it because of, you know, understanding, first of all, they don't even know what the technology is. They don't know. They don't, they don't have the, the, the financial resources or they don't even have the houses, the homes to put these on because most of them are either in condos or renting and things like that. So they see all these barriers, you know, that we in the industry, we don't even look at. We don't even think of it, you know, and. Uh, when you think you, know, you think of oh uh, a, a residential homeowner, we think oh the person has to have a house, the person has to have a good line of credit to be able to take out twenty five k. You know how many black people you know have a house with a good, nice south facing roof, you know, with bandwidth in their credit to get twenty five k. You know, um, I mean, being in the U.S. or Canada, right, um, in a neighborhood without trees around, with a nice, you know, you know, and and you know, so there are all those things. Like, and then when we're looking at how rebates and all that are put out, you know, for for solar, it's targeting a specific group of people where the minor, the the the, the you know, be it Latino, black, or whatever, are always going to be a little small minority in there. But then there are good organizations, the good. There's, a, there's an organization in the U.S. that's actually doing some good stuff in ensuring that the black community actually uh, benefits, you know. But then you would have and then when governments fund these programs, you have people saying, oh, they are wasting money, you know, trying to. I was reading an article and there was this guy going off on Reddit, you know, really, really angry about how they are wasting money on communities when they should be, you know, on uh, uh, trying to, to move the industry as a whole. You know, I was like, you know, it's it's stuff like this that you look at. And then if you were to think of, oh, damn, if I don't kind of scenario, like, oh, I'm not going to do it because this one or two people are going to be angry with me. You know, like, ask yourself, are you doing the right thing or are you doing the wrong thing? And if you're doing the right thing, don't care. Oh, there are comments on Reddit. There are comments on TV Buzz. There are comments on LinkedIn. Yeah, turn off that, uh, that computer or, you know, shut the window or close the tab. 
you know, or, or, or you know, move on to, 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 to reading something else. Well said. I love how you brought it back home that attention towards our black community benefits the community that is directly affected more adversely through climate change than by and large the other communities. And we'll certainly say the white community. So even in our position of privilege as an industry, black, white, brown, and other colors, we need to address not just energy equity, but the diversity of how our decisions affect our industry affects adversely the black community, which to your original point, Every home sold to a white person in a community, whether you like it or not, creates one more example of how there is privilege in that community that probably the black and brown community won't be able to access. And that is that has a direct impact on the mental health of that community. And so in large ways, and I'm really grateful for this, Derek, you are inviting us as an industry and as a community to think how we how we rectify that. And we're not proffering answers here. We're simply saying it's okay for us to talk about this because it's a real issue. And behind that real issue are real humans like you, my friend, who really do care about whether or not the people who read PV Buzz, the people who listen to Suncast, the people who tune in to the message of our industry that we want to provide energy equality, that they understand that we're not just about moving panels and and kilowatt hours. We also want, we also want to improve the overall equity and access of the world. Yeah. So if if you're a, a a CEO, you know, of any, you know, I mean, a lot of your your audience, CEOs and and leadership at companies, you know, or you know, if you are just a, a mid level um, um, employee at a company, you know, and or if you're an HR, usually it's the HR um, that's like the the front line when it comes to to employing, uh, you know, minorities is like give a chance because the more you know, uh, visibly black people you employ at your company, the more chances we give the community to learn what this technology is, to learn how, you know, the, because right now, I think right now, the the most the, the most effective way of black people to, to get engaged in the solar industry, I mean, as users or as consumers, is through community solar, which for me is, is just and that's true overly incentivized community solar you know which for me is just like horrible you know because yes community solar is good but it's you don't have that direct impact on location right that justifies residential solar growth right but this doesn't mean there are there aren't you know black people out there that are you know uh, economically sound and smart enough to understand and use this technology they are. I mean, they are. There are a lot of them, right? We just have to reach them. The thing is, the way our marketing strategies are designed, they are not designed to reach those communities. And these communities, a lot of them would, I'm, kid, I'm not kidding you not, like more than like one out of two black people would get solar, like not paying the utility and generating my own power. Are you kidding me? You know, most, most of them, one out of two would get you know, getting that, like giving, sticking it back to the man, you know, they would do that than, you know, um, any other person that would like want to analyze paybacks, this and that and make sense out of this. No, they will be just like power to the people, right? That's that's what, you know, the mentality would would be. But bringing back to employment, you know, if, but if you employed, you know, if the person knocking at their door looked like them, you know, could understand and so while selling solar, understand how that would fit into their a lifestyle 
you know, as a community, I think for us. So my my point is, you know, when try when hiring, you know, you're when trying to get your next hire or trying to reach out to, to do your next marketing campaign, try to think of, you know, how can I reach out to this group, you know, or in your company again, if you already have black staff, um, I'm not saying you should single them out and, and like make themselves feel like they are victims of something, but no, just try to make them feel involved in in the process um, and and everything. But again, just making them feel valuable, making them feel like part of the story. And I'm not saying this is all black people in all companies. Yeah. Cause I don't want anybody sending me a comment saying, Oh, there you go. Generalizing stuff. No, I'm not generalizing stuff in every statement. There are, of course, you know, we're just talking about a, a minority of stuff happening here. This is not like a, a huge thing. Well, brother, I feel like we could probably talk for another 30 minutes here on this topic. I'm going to have to bring it to a close. I do want to say I'm so grateful for the invitation publicly not just to me, but to the entire community of PV Buzz readers and, and Derek Leela followers to engage in a dialogue, not just with you, but with those around you and to listen. You have a chance today. You've listened to someone I consider a friend, someone I know has been in the trenches and someone who sees life very, very much differently than I do by the very nature of how he was born into this world. Derek, I see you and I thank you and I will continually ask how are you doing thank you for joining us on suncast thanks nico thanks for having me well i hope that you intently listened i hope that it makes a difference in how you consider your engagement actively in the overall equality uh, and equity not just in the way we show up but the way we care for the humans around us regardless of, of gender or race how do you show up for the black folks in your community and how have you in this black history month it doesn't have to stop just in this month. As I said to Derek in my comments on LinkedIn, it so often is, is just a, it's a thing that folks, folk, folks focus on just for February. And then it comes back around once a year. I would encourage you, like Valentine's is not the only time you should say I love you to your mate. Like uh, Mother's Day is not the only time you should appreciate your mother. Black History Month is not the only time that you should appreciate your friends in the black community. Support your black brother. And as Derek said, you don't need to be black to do it. Maybe for the first time ever for you listening. If you enjoy this conversation, there's over 450 other episodes just like this, highlighting the compassionate humans that are building the clean energy economy. I'd encourage you to go check it out at mysuncast.com. Leave us a comment on LinkedIn, would you please? Leave us a review on Spotify, rate and review, and suggest this podcast to others so they can find it just like you have. And if you've been wondering how you can partner with us, you can go to mysuncast.com forward slash sponsor to see how you could reach thousands of solar warriors and climate champions just like yourself each and every week. Tune in on Thursday for another long-form conversation. Remember, you are what you listen to. Thanks again for showing up, Solar Warrior. It's half the battle.